All right. I'm super excited about today's episode of the Life Away podcast because we have at OMG's page, Paige Turner's, Paige Robertson, soon to be Paige Schumann, in the house to talk about last month's book, On the Come Up, by Angie Thomas. Paige, thanks for coming. Hello. Thanks, everyone, for reading along for the first month. The first month was a good book. So we're obviously newbies at this, but I think that it was a really good first pick. It was a quick read, I would say. I mean, I'd say we didn't strategically choose a teen novel, but it worked in our favor in that it was an easy read. Agreed. And you want to know what? Reese always has, she calls them YA, young adult novels. So yeah, this, we were just starting with a little YA. We're starting with a little YA. We had to welcome the people in softly and slowly. But it was awesome. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about it. We have a couple questions um, that we have come up with. Just for a little discussion, because I know everyone who read it likes to hear a little dis- discussion. Um, we're going to start with, bum, 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 favorite character. So, I know we talked about this a little bit before, and I had a few, but I'm going to land on Curtis. Okay. Curtis is awesome. Curtis, not a big role in the book, but the level of effort that he put in to establish his ground... And make his move. Respect the drip. I agree 100%. Curtis was sick. And I was like conflicted because Malik was her like BFF forever, right? So at the beginning, I was like, I really want her to end up with Malik. But and so then I was like kind of anti Curtis. But and then, then as it progresses, you're like, kind of a dick. Yeah, 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 100%. And then as it progresses, and that whole scene where they're playing video games, he starts making out with her, and I'm just like, so conf- so conflicted. <laughs> but I do love Curtis. Do love Curtis. And then I think we we also talked about our second favorite character being Sonny, of course. Honestly, he was my first one, but I had to throw Curtis in. Yeah. Sonny was dope. Sonny was awesome. There are some good characters, though. They all, I think that Angie's really good at character development because you feel like you know them very quickly yeah i would you know ultimately would throw the book in the page turner category and that another thing kayla and i talked about is we both were kind of hustling to finish and crush the second half of the book yes. in like two days and it wasn't hard to do literally yesterday okay so i listened and page right and yesterday i was I had like six hours left to read and I just like put my headphones on while I was doing everything else and I flew through it. But it gets addicting towards the end. Cause you're yeah. like, it gets intense. Like she gets robbed at gunpoint. She like all this crazy stuff happens to her. People think she's a gangster. It's, it's pretty wild. Yeah. She's in a recording studio recording stuff. That's not her. She's like, on that DJ radio show. Oh my gosh, I hated the DJ. The DJ, okay. The DJ. Yeah. He really <laughs> effed with her. He did. I literally hated him so much. He sucked. We'll put him on the worst character. Um, okay, so one thing, another question is describe Brie and kind of her personality traits. And she was an interesting main character because she was so strong-willed. That I obviously love Brie and I love, you know, like she was great and she was standing up for what she believed in the whole time. But sometimes she was a little hot headed mm-hmm. and 
And it's hard to say whether that was negative or positive for her. It's interesting because she was hot-headed, but also she had this level of confidence that was admirable and that it's one thing to be confident and hot-headed. It's one thing to be confident and throw yourself into rapping. And maybe that's because I would never throw yeah. myself into rapping. feels uncomfortable, but her level of confidence and commitment to the dream was admirable, but at the same time, she's also questioning herself all the time. So, I mean, classic coming of age, but... Definitely, and I feel like, like because of all the negativity was happening in her life, like, her family had no heat, they had no food, they had, you know, her mom lost her job, her brother couldn't go to grad school. Like Her dream meant everything. Yeah, that was just, like, what she centered her whole life on. You know, she just wanted, she followed a dream. And it's interesting, too. One thing I loved about the writing of this book is that Angie, like, do you remember how it'd be like, one word would come up, she'd be like, mom. Three letters, rhymes with so many different things, blah, blah, blah. But she did that for a bunch of different examples, like five words, whatever. And so I think that, like, really, she added that in to show, like, this is all she cares about. Yep. Okay, what do you think? One of the major issues in the book is she has to choose her manager, and it's her her aunt, Pooh. How does it spell in the book? Because I was listening. Do you remember? It is spelled P-O-O-H. Okay. Yeah. Because it's like Pooh, and I was like, uh, how is it spelled? <laughs> so, so it's Aunt Pooh, and then she has this other manager who used to be a manager for her dad who passed away and that's supreme and it's like back and forth and i had the hardest time deciding who i wanted to go with because supreme was obviously more experienced yeah i think that that was a good storyline because it was like her aunt ultimately got her the confidence to enter the industry go for her dream once she got to the level at which she felt like she might become famous she wanted a famous level producer. Which makes sense. I need to go with Supreme. My aunt's not good enough anymore. But who's out for my best interest? And, you know, by the end, you ended up thinking Supreme was just the world's biggest asshole. Yep. And then, like, Pooh's in jail. So (laughs) I don't know who's best. Maybe she's best by herself. And it was hard, too, because, like, at the... So before we knew Supreme sucked, like, her aunt was literally a drug dealer. And her mom, you know, was a recovering addict, but they had no money. And so the part of you is like, go with Supreme because you need to. Supreme's like, going to get you all the connections. Literally, like, you need to do that. It's just like hard. It's like, do you stay with family when your family doesn't have any connections or anything, you know? Yep. That was tough. That was tough. I mean, by the end. And then once they bring in Sonny's boyfriend, what was his name? The original Miles. Rapper? Miles. Once that whole detail was explained it was like i hate supreme yeah supreme's literally the worst (laughs) became the ultimate antagonist literally the worst um speaking of the end would you consider it satisfying i and this is what i love about ya novels yes they have the best endings they they wrap it up nicely they wrap it up nicely they give you what you want rarely does anyone die like it's exactly what you want so she was doing her thing at the rap place with her own lyrics. She wrote it herself. She was without Supreme. Was she going to get famous after that? Don't know, but we think so. So I, I thought they did a nice job wrapping it up. 
Also, it was like a cool thing for those who read it and those who didn't, I suppose, that there was like this young kid who was being negatively affected by original song. She had like the opportunity at the very end to like to turn that around, right? Yeah. Like tell people she doesn't believe in violence and tell people everything became right. Yeah, I mean classic YA. Classic the YA. Boy, the boy texted her. They were, they, Next was, time I'm in a bad moment <laughs> in my life, I'm just gonna bring in a YA novel. That's what you need to do. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Harry Potter, YA. Michaela's dog is looking at us right now, like you guys are dumb. Yeah, she's psycho. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's uh. Just a little judgy. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Paige, this is really on the spot. Yep. Hit me. Describe the book in one tweet, a.k.a. 140 characters or less. Okay, you got to give me 10 seconds to think about it. If it's over 140, we won't know. Coming of age, young black female rapper, young adult novel. Okay, maybe a review. <laughs> novel with timely topics and great character development good easy page turner okay we'll take it that was a good description still kind of feel like i'm a wheel of fortune but it's all right that was good i mean here's the thing i'll get better at this here's the thing it's a fast read so if anyone didn't read it and they want a fast read that's for me, what was most important is that it was about a young black female growing up in a not great neighborhood in New York. And to learn about her experiences and what she goes through on a day-to-day basis is very important for everybody, right? Because something you don't think about a lot um, unless you're in that situation. So I think it was a good book for that reason. Agree. Couldn't agree more. So It was like... An- this is a theme of page turns we talked about last time. Sometimes you want something that's just going to help you shut out the world mm-hmm. a little bit and be mindless. It's like watching The Office. Yeah. It you was want some easy, easy fun. It's like, a, yeah, exactly. It's just one of those books that you just read for, you're reading for fun. But also I do think that because of the topic, it was... And it was engaging in a different way of like, oh, okay, I'm learning about how someone else lives right now, which is positive. Yeah, and, you know, of course, sometimes you feel like you can't put yourself in someone's shoes, but to read a book from a perspective yeah. like that is is helpful to learn in, in that way. Definitely. Um, anyway, great book. We, we're giving it, what? what's the score? I said 7 out of 10. 7.5, 7 out of 10. It wasn't like the best book I've ever read in my life, but good. Good, mindless. I enjoyed it. Sat with it for, you know, an hour and a half at a time, and it wasn't bad. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. All right, Paige, moving forward. The month of April, which, for those who don't know, is Paige's wedding month, so pretty big deal. The book choice Actually has no relevance to me getting married whatsoever, but you're right. It is my wedding month, but it's exciting. It's exciting. I had to throw it in. So Michaela and I talked about a lot of different books that we could introduce for April. And I thought, well, we both thought this one felt very on brand for Viva Laura. And 
you know, the Life Her Way podcast and learning about all these inspiring women, why not dive into a nonfiction book, Stories of Women? Don't be afraid by the term nonfiction. This sounds really interesting and fun. And this book just came out. It is called Come Fly the World, The Jet Age Story of the Women of Pan Am by Julia Cook. I didn't know it was nonfiction. For some reason, I thought it was like historical fiction, but it's nonfiction. It sounds like there might be a little... Yeah, yeah. Not exaggeration, but you know, storytelling. But it is nonfiction, technically. Wait, am I making that up? Stacy said it was nonfiction. Stacy, we're we're pointing at you. I have no idea. We're Googling. All right, good news, everybody. We have found out that it is indeed nonfiction. It's nonfiction. We have fact-checked. We fact-checked. As soon as I can afford a fact-checker, I'm getting one. (laughs) Just sit next to me and fact-check. So here's the deal, guys. It... This book just came out, so if you're in, really into the book world, probably none of your book friends have read this yet because it just came out. Trendsetters. So, upside, we are trendsetters. Downside, it's a bit on the pricier side, but it looks really good. Upside, Audible could be a great time to try the free trial of Audible. Yes, definitely. Head If you are following us on Instagram at Pod. You can click on the link in the bio to find Audible, and you get two books for free. So you could get last month's book and this month's book, or this month's book and green lights, which we love. We're always pushing green lights. We're always pushing green lights. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Just re-listened to green lights recently. Actually, it does not get old. So I think I'm actually going to do this one on audiobook, but I'm going to read you guys the description. I think this is going to be really, really interesting. And if you were a fan of Mad Men, the TV show, that's like the era of this. And it's I think intriguing. It's intriguing. For, okay. for women especially, because it's, what a weird time. There's so many, like, expectations. Anyway, let's hear it. All right, so Glamour, Danger, Liberation. In a Mad Men era of commercial flight, Pan Am World Airways attracted the kind of young woman who wanted out and wanted up. Required to have a college education, speak two languages, and possess the political savvy of a foreign service officer, a jet age stewardess serving on iconic Pan Am between 1966 and 1975 also had to be between five foot three and five foot nine between 105 and 140 pounds and 126 years of age at the time of hire cook's intimate storytelling weaves together the real life stories of a memorable cast of characters from small town girl lynn totten a science major who decided life in a lab was not for her to hazel bowie one of the relatively few black stewardesses of the era as they embraced the liberation of their new jet set life. That sounds really good. Okay, I think we need to place a bet on this right now. Okay. Will there be a mile high club story within this book? Oh, a 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. <laughs> They're going to go there. You think? I don't know. That's where my mind goes, but maybe, maybe not. 
I there's definitely going to be. Okay, okay. For sure. But this is like interesting because you hear everyone talk about the Pan Am days and something I can confidently say I know nothing about. Like nothing. I do know it was really hard. I did not meet the qualifications, so I would not have been there. I love highlighting the glamour that flying used to be mm-hmm. because I will say that flying now in COVID, they don't even give you a drink. You can't no have a drink. Alcohol on flights. You're getting a Ziploc bag full of Cheez-Its. Nothing. I have offered many dollars and they do not give me a cocktail. No. Even pre-COVID though, it's like flying's just kind of like Neh. Yeah. No, I agree. So it'll be fun to like it'll see. Be good. I mean, now it's like a chore, which is kind of weird. I mean, it depends where you're going, right? Like you're flying somewhere for business is a chore. It's but you're chore. flying to Paris, it's your your pop. The flight is not the fun part of going to Paris. No. That's that's true as well. <laughs> but all right. Well, I'm very excited and Everybody, be sure to order it. You can listen to an Audible. I also um, will attach a link so you can just buy it on Amazon if you want the hardcover. But Audible's great. I literally walk my dog around and I listen to the book. And it's a great excuse to get outside, move your body. Two birds, one stone, 100%. I'm all about the physical book, but I'm doing Audible this month. It's fine. I'm, I'm, I, you guys have been talking it up. I'm giving it a go. I'm interested to see what you think. Okay. But it's nice because that's like I'm cleaning my house and listening. Like yeah. it just enhances all the things I don't want to do. Basically. I'm into it. Yeah. That'd be fun. All right, Paige. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank Cannot you for wait. Me. Cannot wait for this book. It's going to be fire. And also be on the lookout for some tipsy cooking shows that we are recording this very night. Oh, yeah. That was my podcast. Wow, that was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're ready with that. And good night. And good night.